Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. And I just wanted to give all of you a shout out who are listening, who have been listening to our radio show for a few years, and also anyone who's decided to jump in as a brand new listener. We hope you enjoy the show today. Last week, we kicked off our 19th season, 19th season, 19th season, a season being 13 weeks, and we started it off with, it's time to wake up, who are you inside? We also let you know that our overall theme running through this season was navigating your psychic life and awakening. So today, we wanted to explore what your awakening is about and why it's essential for you if you seek to awaken, to become aware of the daily, to become aware of and daily live your psychic life more fully. There's never been a time on earth like what we're experiencing now. And the central part of what's bringing about the global transformation we're all going through, for better or worse, is the awakening of humanity. But what exactly is humanity as a whole species awakening from and awakening to? Well, you could probably correctly say everything. That is, humanity is waking up on all levels of consciousness to the truth. Obviously, it's not that every human being on this planet is suddenly waking up to the ultimate truth at once. That's why this awakening process, as intense as it may seem at times, is a gradual process that allows each person to become more aware at the level of awareness they are currently operating on. So a person who is firmly entrenched in a family-centered life may be awakening, may be waking up from various briefs and illusions about family and family life that they're firmly, that they firmly lived by previously to a greater awareness of what's true for themselves and what was merely cultural indoctrination of sorts. A person who grew up believing that a democratic government really looked after its citizens' well-being in society might be up for a rude awakening from that dream to the revelations of corruption and manipulations driving so much of what happens in the world. Some people who for years rode the wave of consumerism and were programmed for it may be awakening to the fact that they don't live their lives more ecologically conscious. There may not be much left for the next generation to consume or even survive. Others may be awakening on a religious level or an intellectual level, and still others may be awakening to their inner feelings that they neglected for most of their lives. People around the world are awakening at their own level in their own way. One can be exceptionally aware on an environmental level, but snoozing on a political one. 
I, I don't know how that can happen because usually they're sort of combined. But it happens. Another may be quite awake on an economic level, but clueless on an emotional one. One may be a super athlete, incredibly aware about their physical health, body, and fitness, but almost anesthetized about their mental health. Yet globally, this process of becoming more aware that is profoundly impacting everyone may be hard to see clearly as a universal awakening because everyone is doing so in incredibly diverse ways. Remember, every one of us incarnated here is here to learn, and this world is our school, and it's many and varied classrooms. Some of us are on track to become, let's say, mathematicians, whereas others of us are to be architects or graphic designers or medical professionals or IT professionals, which is a really big field right now. Some of us are only interested in drama or music, whereas others of us are interested in a wide variety of learning. That's me. Yet no matter what any soul decides to major in during their incarnation and tenure in this worldly school, the ultimate goal for each soul is full graduation from the need to incarnate here or anywhere. What kind of learning and attainment would that require? Full graduation from this world is one way to describe a soul's complete enlightenment. When you are fully enlightened, you graduate from here and you're done with your schooling. But the word enlightenment seems not only a nearly archaic word, but also used most often in describing the state of awareness attained by high-level mystics, saints, extraordinary monks, and spiritual masters. When you hear that word, you might think of someone like the Buddha or the Christ. And most of us may not even consider that we are anything like either of them or that we could eventually attain that level of enlightenment ourselves. Perhaps it's difficult enough for you to imagine being a junior saint or novice master. How pure and good would you have to be to get to that point? Plus, You might have to perform at least a few mini-miracles on demand. Yet, those are long-held considerations in in our society and are not true. In fact, every great master like Gautama and Jesus who attained their awakening to be called the Buddha and the Christ, respectively, has taught that it was not only our divine heritage to attain our own enlightenment, but it was our true purpose to do so. We call this path of enlightenment the process of awakening, in part to make it much more accessible to everyone if enlightenment sounds too unattainable for most. It's actually a gradual step-by-step process. Most of the world doesn't recognize that step-by-step process over the course of many, many lifetimes since those that they observe or even learn about who have attained their enlightenment, seem to do it in a matter of a few years. What is generally not widely known is that the soul attains the supreme level of all awareness and accomplishes this over the course of many incarnations. It's never an overnight success. In fact, when a soul finally graduates from this school of hard knocks of highest education, 
You can say what appeared to be an overnight success took many, many different incarnations to attain. And that's for the most committed of souls. There are souls that incarnate thousands and thousands of times and are still not even that interested in attaining their enlightenment. Nonetheless, any of you who have been interested in and pursuing developing your psychic awareness and abilities for your spiritual growth have been getting closer to that attainment of a much greater awakening or even full enlightenment. Other than those souls who seek to develop psychic abilities for control and power over others, the souls who seek it for their own spiritual growth are doing so since they have been becoming more and more aware of their psychicness as a result of their spiritual growth. When you grow spiritually more aware, at a certain phase of your growth, you naturally open up your awareness to the psychic or soul aspect of your nature and life. Many spiritual masters in the past refused to teach their students psychic practices to develop their abilities to prevent them from diverging off their spiritual path and because they knew that when the student reached a certain point in their spiritual growth, they would naturally start to open up to their psychic awareness and abilities. At that point, when the student gained greater mastery over their ego's taunting to pursue developing their psychic abilities for their own aggrandizement, some of the masters would actively begin teaching their advanced students psychic practices to help them accelerate their spiritual growth and not go on the path of the ego. Well, today, there are many more souls incarnated and continuing to incarnate here who are already at that level of their spiritual growth that learning to actively develop their mastery of their psychic awareness and abilities become a necessity. You know, it's a necessary aid for them to safely accelerate their overall spiritual growth and fulfillment of purpose. What could have been a major hindrance in the earlier phase of their overall awakening process now becomes a valuable asset in their continued and even accelerated spiritual development. This is part of why in the past couple of decades, there's been so much more psychic awareness even in the mainstream of our society. So true. And notice how, how that's been gradually unfolding in the mainstream. First, there were exceptional psychics, often those with stronger mediumship abilities getting on major media, even having their own TV show focused on their mediumship practices of communicating with the souls of the deceased and conveying their messages to their loved ones remaining in their incarnations here. That's a much more accessible and safer introduction for society at large to psychic phenomena and abilities for the rare and few specialists, for others to consult, to gain insight and healing relating to the spirit that continues to live in their afterlife. It was okay because it's just a few experts who can do what they can do. Now, as that particular aspect of psychic abilities have become fairly established in the mainstream of our society, the next major step is for people in general 
to realize that what the few expert mediums and psychics are able to provide others who are not yet at that level of expertise is actually an ability everyone already has within themselves. The key is that you just have to be interested and committed enough to learn how to use your innate abilities correctly and effectively. The abilities are innate to all souls, but the correct and effective use of that ability in this world has to be learned through practice. It's not unlike the fact that everyone has the ability to speak, yet until they learn a language and apply that innate ability through repeated practice, they won't be able to speak in a manner coherent to anyone else. Your psychic awareness and abilities are a little bit like that. You learn by doing. It really means that when you start to become aware enough of your own psychic awareness and abilities to be interested in learning more about them is that you're becoming aware of yourself as a soul or psychic being. You already know that you are not the body and you merely have a body to use to be here in the world. You're ready to learn about who you are on the inside rather than the body person that everyone else sees on the outside. Once you become more aware of yourself as the soul person, you discover there's a deeper, more profound, highly creative and powerful life you're living as a soul or spiritual person within even if you seem to be a rather average person on the outside in the world. On the outside as a body person, you might have a so-called normal job, a normal family, and normal kinds of abilities. You might find that in general, you're interested in what a lot of people you know are interested in, your health, relationships, wealth, career, and enjoying certain normal things in life. Yet, there's always been a deeper interest in a whole different aspect of life, right? Your inner spiritual life. But what is that spiritual life? Well, that's the life you're living as a spirit soul that you are on the inside. It's that rather intangible and nebulous inner life that you begin to experience in a moment of, say, solitude and quiet or in active meditation, or when you're by yourself, happy and at peace in nature. If you were raised in a, say, religious family, following a traditional religion of some sort, you may have experienced things about that religion, or what you saw of some of those who professed to practice its tenets somewhat lacking or inconsistent in some way. For example, you might have experienced more than one relative who seemed almost fanatical in following all the precepts of the religion that preach, you know, the religion maybe preached to love one another, end up treating several people almost cruelly or in a mean or demeaning manner. Or you may have experienced one too many self-proclaimed religious adherent preaching forgiveness but highly judgmental and begrudging of many. Yet all the while, you've been enormously interested in what was it, you know, was to be discovered 
beyond the confines of this worldly experience? Was there life after death? Is there life before birth? What's a soul? Does it continue into some kind of afterlife after its body is no more? How does a soul end up coming into this world? Where do souls come from? Is there consciousness beyond neurons and synapses and life beyond or separate from DNA and biology? Can that which is utterly intangible actually be real? And naturally, is there a real meaning to life? Yes. The, the uh, eternal bumper sticker. What's the meaning of life? <laughs> Once you open that line of questioning, the questions keep multiplying, don't they? How then can you find answers, real answers, to such questions? Can anything in this world give you an answer to questions pertaining to that which is beyond this world? Well, simply put, no. <laughs> the world can only offer answers to things of the world. For you to gain even insights into that which is beyond the world, you would need to look beyond the world. And looking beyond the world means looking within your own beingness. One of the great oxymorons of spirit is that in order to experience and know what is beyond this world, you'd have to go deeper within yourself. That's both the beginning of your spiritual seeking of your true path, as well as the development of your psychic awareness and abilities. And in order to develop your psychic awareness and abilities, you would have to live more of your ongoing eternal psychic life in this world. As they say, use it or lose it. <laughs> if you don't regularly use your psychic awareness and abilities, they get covered over by psychic dust, if you will, and you'll forget that you ever had any. Yet, with regular practice and daily application, you become more and more awakened. Believe it or not, we're just about at our first break, so we wanted to... Uh make a few announcements as we like to do in just before each break. So first, we wanted to invite you to join us for Finding Your Own Voice, Energy Work for Speaking Your Truth, our next teleclass in our ongoing series, You May Be More Psychic Than You Think. It's actually, you might be more psychic than you think. I should know that by now. And it's happening this very Saturday, August 13th, 2022, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. So if you're listening to this after it's over, the recording is always available for purchase. Anyway, check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our fabulous assistant, Debbie, for details or to sign up. You can also sign up on the website as well. Learn to do psychic energy work to help you speak what is true for you. And by the way, when you're on our website uh, to sign up for in our August events calendar, which is michaeltamora.com, uh, please be sure to sign up to be on our mailing list so that you get our newsletter and know everything that's going on that we're offering uh, many of our classes are single classes, and you might be interested in experiencing those. Anyway, we'll be right back to your awakening and your psychic life. 
Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been exploring the nature of your awakening and your psychic life how they go hand in hand, and what you can do to further yourself in in both at the same time. Let us continue. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about your psychic awareness and abilities. If you don't use it, you lose it kind of a thing. (laughs) And you never lose it, actually. Uh, It's never gone. Just like it's always within you. In everyone, it doesn't matter if the person believes they're completely non-psychic. They haven't had a, a intuitive hit in in you know ever, <laughs> or they haven't felt anything other than with their hands and you know everything with their body uh, ever. But it's not true. Everybody has psychic abilities because everyone is a psychic being everyone's a soul (laughs) everyone's a spiritual being incarnated in a what we call a physical body but what happens is with neglect with disuse you know when you forget about it uh they they say even if you once learn uh, how to ride a bicycle, let's say you don't ride it at all for years and years and years and years, and somebody says, oh, well, you got to ride this bicycle to get from here to there. And you might go, oh, that was, you know, I learned it so long ago, I just don't know how to, how to ride a bike anymore. And the usual answer is, no, nobody ever forgets 
once they learn how to ride a bicycle, they always could ride a bicycle. Well, it's going to be rusty. Yeah, you might fall over a couple of times. Not the bicycle, but you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bicycle might be brand new, but uh, you'd, you'd be, be rusty, rusty about riding it. And so then the, uh, but once you get back on the bicycle and with a little help or a little, you know, encouragement or whatever, it comes back fairly quickly. Yeah, it's it's like a, a language. You know, my first spoken language was Japanese. I grew up in Japan, and nobody taught me how to speak and understand Japanese. It's just the way that most everybody learns as as a baby and a child, little child. <laughs> Whatever language everybody's speaking all the time around you, well. You're going to naturally pick it up like, okay, you listen to the same thing over and over and you go, okay, that's what this means. And oh, yeah, this is how you could use that. And, and so that's basically how I learned Japanese. And at home, I spoke Japanese. And it wasn't until I went to school, which was an American school uh, on a U.S. military base in Japan, that I really start to have to speak English. And so I had a slow start as a, as a uh, fortunately, I started in nursery school where you're, you're not really learning academics or anything like that, but you got to be able to get along with everybody else and understand what they're saying and make yourself understood by speaking correctly. So I started to practice with English in nursery school and then <laughs> kindergarten and then first grade that you really start to have to know how to read and write and you know learn to, learn to do that stuff and I had a hard time I had a hard time through second grade but eventually yeah got it and started to be a little bit more fluent and everything else in English but then oh as I grew up, I'm speaking English all the time because I'm in school, I'm with my friends, and everything else. I only st still spoke Japanese at home. So then when I left home, left Japan, well, I didn't have, especially back then, there weren't as many Japanese restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> and That's so, because we're so old. <laughs> yeah. In the Jurassic era, there was dinosaurs, not sushi. Anyway, <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of chances being in college and other things. Uh, didn't have a lot of chances to speak Japanese much, just occasionally. And often, you know, usually when I ran into somebody who was basically from Japan or uh, went to a Japanese restaurant that was run by Japanese people. And then I get to say very casual, you know, simple conversations in, in Japanese. So over the years, it's like disuse. I didn't use my Japanese language. And since I never had my formal education in Japanese, uh, my vocabulary is still at the level of maybe a 16-year-old when I left Japan. Maybe not even that, not con compared to a, 
uh, a 16 year old that's formally educated in Japanese school, oh, I wouldn't even stand a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's embarrassing sometimes. <laughs> it's like that with your spiritual growth, right? And it's the same way with your spiritual growth, it's the same way with your psychic development. It's not that you can't, it's just going to require a little dusting off and, and practice. So that's as you wake yourself up more and more from this, the dream of this world, you become increasingly more aware of a separate and basically different, fundamentally different reality. This seemingly separate and different reality from this world is not separate. In fact, it's completely beyond the confines of this world because it is completely undivided. Whereas this world is completely divided in every last subatomic particle that makes it up into from positive and negative in a sense. Huh. Yeah, many of you have been noticing in the world, our societal world of people, there's been so much polarization. You know, one group of people insist this is the right answer. The other group of people insist that's absolutely wrong. <laughs> one group says, you know, we got to go to the left. The other says, we got to go to the right. And it seems like never the twain are going to meet. But this is part of the awakening process. If you look at anything in this world, it's divided. It's just the problem is if we polarize to one side or the other of any dichotomy in this world that makes it up, oh, then we're not going to be in communication with each other. Uh, you've heard of the Buddha talking about the middle path. You've heard Jesus talking about the straight and narrow. Straight and narrow way. Yeah. What are they talking about? Well, one of the main underlying components of what they're saying is, oh, you have to go down the middle like a tightrope. You know, if you've seen those circus tightrope acts, they carry that long pole for balance and they're on this rope and they have to walk way up there on this rope. And, and it's amazing, right? Well, we can call that balance on a physical level. But if they even sort of think about leaning over one way or the other, guess what? They're going to fall off. Ah, they can't polarize, in other words. They can't go to the left and they can't go to the right. They have to go straight down the middle. It's a very straight and narrow path. And so that's the path to spirit. The <clears throat> undivided is right down the middle. In terms of being undivided in relationship to what we experience here regularly, all the time, every, every moment of every day, we experience time, right? But in spirit, undivided, there is no such thing as time because time requires two. Yeah, you have to have something to compare with. It's relative. Without the comparison, we don't experience a passage of time. So anyone who's been had a near-death experience or anyone who's had an out-of-body experience in, into spirit 
or at least even the glimpse of spirit, the first thing that goes out the window of awareness is time. There is no such thing. Huh. Only in this divided world of plus and minus, past and future, do we experience the passage of time. All right. So this reality, huh, how do we pop out of what we assume is this reality of this world? There might be a, a different one. To reach God or the undivided allness of spirit, you have to communicate psychically as a soul, spirit to spirit, from recognizing yourself, being aware of yourself as spirit, not the body, to that which is the all spirit. Thus, without sufficient psychic awareness and use of your psychic abilities, you can't experience beyond you know, the, the, the afterlife. You can't experience that, the undividedness of spirit. Without developing them within yourself, you can't hope to commune with God. The goal of religion is to return to that absolute oneness. The term religion comes from the root meaning to bind, as in binding to God. Yoga in Sanskrit, means union, as in attaining union with that which is, with God, with that undividedness. You would need to realize your spiritual or psychic self before you can realize God. So learning to fully live your psychic life in this world is the path back home to who you are and your true relationship with your maker. Indeed, that's all true, and I wanted to address those of you that are a little afraid of this. The word psychic sometimes uh, brings up fear in people because certain religions have defined psychic as something of the devil and that sort of thing, and um, indeed it can be if it's not used correctly, um, but certainly psychic abilities are your soul ability. Psychic means of the soul, someone who is aware they are a soul. So once you have that, that's what happened with me. Um, in my growing up years in the Catholic Church, Catholic, by the way, meaning universal, mm -hmm. because the Catholics believed, as is joked around a lot about, that you know they're the one and only religion and all that kind of stuff. But every religion has pieces of the truth to point you in the right direction, and that's what I appreciated about it. But as... I became aware of the, let's say, the beings who attained something great like, like the Christ or Buddha as I explored more and more, even other beings that many people haven't heard of, such as Kutumi and El Moira and other of the masters that look over this world as our older brothers and sisters. The, the whole point of all of this is as you widen your vision, you know, as a psychic, Using your clairvoyance, for instance, clairvoyance meaning clairseeing, is your ability to see. And if you are, if you practice prayer, or very deeply, or meditation, or other spiritual practices that make you more aware of spirit, it helps to awaken your vision and make it much wider and bigger and uh, 
as a clairvoyant, one of the things I like to do walking that middle path is when someone calls me for reading and tells me what's going on in their life, because that's part of how I do a reading is um, have them talk to me first and then I will give them a reading, is to be able to telescope back and look at the bigger picture of why that person is going through what they're going through and how they're on their path and how they're off their path or how they're uh, stuck, in a sense. Sometimes we all get stuck. Every one of us does. And you have to be able to look at, okay, what am I stuck on? It could be just a mental image picture or it could be uh, we're stuck on our hatred for something or something like that. So being able to, I love this idea of the straight and narrow path, but because being able to see the bigger picture and then being able to also, like a diplomat, see both sides of what a person is going through, the left side and the right side, you know, those two little bit off the path but, but moving along kind of spaces. As a clairvoyant, you can start to find your way when you start to find the truth from a lie about anything, including about what your religious teachings are or have been or anything like that. So my takeaway from my religious training was I totally learned right from wrong, and I really appreciate that. And I also learned that you can speak to spirits. You know, they don't say it that way in the churches, but they most certainly imply it when they say, you know, you can pray to St. Francis or Pray to somebody to help you be an intercessor. Is that the right word? Between you and the higher levels of spirit. And for many people, that works grandly. So just wanted to talk a little bit about that. But we're coming upon our second break. So please mark your calendars on Saturday, September 17th and Sunday, September 18th. We're so excited about offering a powerful and illuminating remote for Zoom class. It's now going to be Zoom classes, plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event titled Psychic Tools for Living Your Creative Soul Life Now. And here are the titles of all four of the teleclasses. They're each two hours. The Saturday morning class is Acceptance and Change, Psychic Tools for Creating Healing in Relationships. And by the way, these are all taught by Michael. In the second teleclass of that day, You're Never Too Late, Psychic Tools for Creating a Fresh Start. And then the Zoom class on Sunday will be Pulling Miracles Out of Thin Air, Psychic Tools for Creating a New Solution. And the afternoon class is Seeing Where You Are Going, Psychic Tools for Creating Your Next Step. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one class during this weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-Zoom Q&A talk story and social on the Sunday following the last Zoom class. For the full write-up and details or to sign up, go to the September calendar section of michaeltamora.com Or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours, specific time. And by the way, the write-up isn't up there yet, but the other details are. The write-up will be up there in the next day or so. We'll return to more on your awakening and your psychic life in just a moment. We'll be right back.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, it's great to have you back. Today's topic has been your awakening and your psychic life. We've been discussing how, as you awaken more, you live more of your psychic life. And the more you live your psychic life, the more you awaken. It's a bit like setting two birds free by opening one door. Nice analogy. Let's explore this relationship further. So I introduced the idea of some of you out there who are afraid of psychic abilities or may even be afraid of your own psychic abilities. And I've heard this story enough times. I'm going to do a a, a sort of a recap of what I've heard from people quite a number of times. For instance, where one of their psychic abilities would awaken such as seeing a spirit in the room or seeing someone's future or knowing that um, something is going to happen, that sort of thing. And it usually happens when they're between childhood and teenage years. And it scared them so badly, they shut it down. They thought it was evil or bad or something like that. And therefore shut the door, in a sense, to being able to have that ability and use it for good and use it for Using it for good means using it for the furtherment of your own spiritual path and not for um, any selfish reasons or anything like that. And so if you are one of those people who has an ability or had an experience where it scared you, um, I'd like to just encourage you to explore this side of yourself because the way I see psychic abilities, whether you're just barely starting to learn them or you have advanced abilities and you don't know what to do with them uh, or you were born in a family of psychics and you were trained from childhood, 
that you can take whatever it is you have to start with, just like with piano playing and anything else, and move forward with that and see it as a gift. See it as a gift from spirit to you. And also, anyone with psychic abilities, uh, natural psychic abilities, what I like to call them, uh, have earned those abilities, has done prayer and meditation and things like that in other lifetimes, where, as we spoke about earlier, it naturally is part of your beingness to have that level of awareness. And I had that certainly as a child, and um, I think sometimes it frightened my parents, and eventually I just stopped talking about it after one incident when I was five years old, but it it never went away completely. It would surface and just be, I would be reminded in my dream state, so pay attention to your dreams, they tell you a lot, or pay attention to the dreams that you remember from your childhood that tell you something like this. And uh, paying attention is probably one of the ways you develop your psychic abilities. It's like not just paying attention with your eyes or your ears, but paying attention within yourself and with all your beingness to what's going on around you and to how people respond to you and that sort of thing. Such as the energy. You know, you, you work with energy when you become psychic. And so what you'll see is if you're a grouchy person and you're unkind to people a lot, you'll see people repelled by you and and not wanting to be close to you and that sort of thing. That's an energetic thing, ultimately. If you are kind, eventually as you have, now not everybody's gonna, uh, going to respond to you in kindness, but what I've found is that Kindness, no matter how hard the person is you're talking to, is eventually going to come back around in that person. And they're going to recognize how kind you were and pass it on to the other person, as well as if you have an ongoing relationship with this person, that kindness is eventually going to be returned to you. That's energy. Yep. It's all energy. (laughs) Right? Everybody knows that everything in this world is energy. And so the only difference between what we call the worldly energies of things and people and whatnot and psychic energy is, oh, psychic energy is much closer to the energy, the original energy that's generated within one's soul. You know, as a psychic being, that's where your creativity, your creative power lies, creative energy, creative power lies in you as the soul. It's it's in the spirit, you, in the essential you, the undivided you. And then from there, we bring that energy into our expression and manifestation into this world. So that process is the psychic mm, development and every step of the psychic development doesn't matter who you are or what's developing what psychic ability or awareness is developing within you at any given time every step of the development is a kind of a it's it's part of the awakening awakening process you're waking up what Raphael is saying about paying attention, 
Oh, if everyone, we all have experienced those things where we're not paying attention. We're kind of in la-la land. <laughs> the lights are on, but no one's home. <laughs> we're spaced out. We're not paying attention. Bam, we walk in, you know, physically walk into a wall or stub our toe or whatever. Or get in a car accident. Yeah, yeah. and so so that's the one extreme of not paying attention hardly at all because you're not here enough to pay attention. Oh, to pay attention. Why that's so important? Because you have to be present, right? You, nobody who's spaced out can pay attention. Ever tried talking to somebody who's just somewhere else? <laughs> Physically, their body's there. They might even be looking your direction. But you, you tell right away, oh, it's what I'm saying is just going right by. It's like non-registered anywhere. <laughs> Later on, if you question them, oh, no, they didn't hear anything you said because they weren't there. Oh, okay. So the first thing about paying attention, paying attention makes you have to be more present. When you have the commitment, when you make that decision, you're committed to paying attention to something, anything. It could be on a very physical level or it could be on an intellectual level. Or it could be on an artistic level, whatever. But if you're paying attention at that level of your awareness, huh, you're going to be more aware, which is what waking up means. Oh, you're more aware than usual. Ah, you open up a new door of awareness or just even a little corner of one. Right. But each even the most minor level is you're waking up a little bit more and a little bit more. You're more aware. What happens when an art student learns, has a really good teacher in class on art appreciation? The next time they see a painting they've seen, you know, a hundred times before, oh, they're going to be paying attention to what's, what makes up this painting, a masterpiece versus the other painting that's a scribble even though both look like scribbles. <laughs> and so, so the one who's paying attention looks, sees that whole painting in a new light. Ah, they're not just glazed over like, oh, I've already seen that. I already seen that before. No, they're interested, fresh right here. They're present and they start to really appreciate Wow, the brush strokes or the kind of paint they, the artist used or the way they expressed this part of whatever. And they start to be more aware, awake to the consciousness of that artist ah, and what that artist is communicating. Huh. Whereas the other person oh, could care less. It's just like, yeah, that's a painting. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I like it when in art appreciation where you learn about some, how some artists, many artists use sacred geometry in their paintings with the placement of certain, in their proportions in the and proportions. everything. Yeah. Yes. So if you don't know about that and then you learn about it, it, it just gives you a whole new dimension of appreciation yep. of that painting. And awareness. And, and so then, uh, you know, you can't appreciate anything that you're not aware of, right? Yeah. So awareness, anything that stretches, expands, deepens your awareness on any level, that's part of the waking up. And that's part of psychic development. Mm -hmm. 
So it's people tend to associate psychic abilities with seeing spirit or seeing ghosts or or talking to the dead or you know which are all yes it's they're all part of your psychic awareness and development but it's not limited to that some people don't see a whole lot or don't recognize they see a whole lot they just know intuitively just know things they don't know how they knew but i knew it or some people feel a lot of things that other people have no clue about. Oh, and you, it's not tangible. It's not something you can hold in your hand, but they're feeling it. And they go, you know, I feel this place is really not safe. And sure enough, three days later, the, the wall collapses or whatever. And so it's you can you can use your psychic awareness and abilities you're using it all the time but when you start to pay attention oh you start to be able to validate oh yeah i was aware of that before it happened or oh wait a minute i knew this person was going to say that next <laughs> or i knew this person was a little shady yeah, yeah that's a good one yeah oh everybody loved this person it's so charismatic and everything but turned out to be a scam artist or whatever you know, and and uh, even if you couldn't convince everybody else that, you know, I, I, I wouldn't trust this person. Ah, afterwards, you go, well, told you. <laughs> but you don't you don't let anybody invalidate you because. The major part of waking up is starting to. Look within. That's where the prayer and meditation practices, even contemplation, reflection, all help in looking within yourself. Instead of looking at the world or the body, you're looking in your beingness, in your psyche, if you will. And that you start to have your own answers and you start to have what's true for you. Yes, and the intuitive part is the development of the intuitive part is one of the most important things because once you start to develop your psychic awareness, you become very, very good at making decisions. In fact, that's a, a saying that Michael says a lot of times is uh, one of the definitions of being a good clairvoyant is being able to make good decisions because you're looking at the truth of the matter. And the bottom line with all awareness, where does it lead to? Oh, it leads to your spiritual awareness, awareness of not only yourself, but all as spirit. And that is waking up. Yes, indeed. And we are at the very end of our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope our shows bring you inspiration, insights, and psychic tools you can apply in your own lives to help further your awakening. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for our episode titled The Agony and the Ecstasy of Awakening. Remember, everything in your life you live in this world has its highs and its lows, even on your path to enlightenment. Tune in to find out not only about who you might experience along the way, but also what you can do to make it a much smoother and more enjoyable journey for you. Remember, too, to join us this Saturday, August 13, 2022 from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for our teleclass, Finding Your Own Voice, Energy Work for Speaking Your Truth. 
I'm going to say that again, finding your own voice, energy work for speaking your truth. It's essential for living in our rapidly changing world and for your fulfillment. Check our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.